Good evening, everybody. I'm Mark. And I'm Britton. And today we're going to talk about a movie that is actually still out in theaters and popular. Yeah, hopefully we, still uh, by the time you get this. Oh, uh, yes, yes. But uh, we uh, we went and saw Megan or May Thregan or whatever it's called. Yep. Uh, however you say it. Um, but uh, let's not, uh, you know, let's just dive right on. Let's get started. So why don't you tell us exactly what this movie was about? All right. So... Our movie opens up with uh, these bickering parents driving in on a snowy day, mm-hmm. and uh, you know their daughter is playing with her annoying toy. Uh, it's like a Furby type of toy. Yeah, that you interact with it uh, through through a uh, tablet. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, they it, nothing. Re- oh, nothing really is discussed uh, of uh, note of note or is of any importance. Uh, the only thing that is important is the, uh, snowplow that rams into the car and kills the parents. Yes, yeah, so the- there's a big car accident and a little girl's left, uh, left like Batman. She's an orphan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and go on. So, uh, the- uh, she- uh, I think, uh, she goes to live with her aunt. Her aunt is the lady who invented the- this, uh, Furby-like thing that has a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of advanced AI technologies and stuff like yeah, that. She's like an engineer, and yeah. she can she builds like uh, like toys yeah. for this com- this toy company. And uh, she's she was working on this prototype of a uh, a fully interactive uh, you know, robot, like kind of like a a a, 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 uh, like a real gu- a real a, a, a good buddy doll, or uh, yeah, 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 like yeah. Um, like in Child's Play, yeah, and. Uh, uh, it, it starts off pretty well. Like uh, it, it helps the girl cope with the loss of her parents. Uh, it helps her, uh, you know, live a better life. Uh, and, and until it starts, of, of course, Im- inevitably malfunctioning. And, and well, would you call it a malfunction? Uh, it, she's just learning, uh, just as she's been programmed to. Uh, I, I want to say it is a malfunction because uh, if you remember the the scene where the robot oh, spoiled uh, the scene where the ro- the robot was attacked by the dog, there was some kind you could hear something breaking. Okay, so I think uh, after that, you know, after that scene, that's when she started getting weird, and uh, event, you know, so. Uh, so, so basically, it goes almost like the child's play route, where yeah. uh, this doll goes around. She starts, you know, uh, slowly at first, just killing small animals, yeah. and moving on to killing actual people, everyone who's a dick and who she considers a threat to uh, the little girl Katie. Yeah, and uh, at the same time, uh, Aunt Gemma, the the aunt, you know, she's gonna put this uh, this doll. On display for the world, she's like, "Yeah, we're gonna sell millions and millions of these things." Yeah, it's, it's gonna be huge. Yeah, and her boss is like, "Yes, all right, we're gonna we're gonna sell uh, we're gonna sell a bunch of these. Let's put on a big, a big production, a big display." Yeah, and um, like the board sees it, they love it. Everyone wants a piece of this thing. It's gonna oh, be yeah. a hot new toy, you know, for the for the upcoming generation, maybe even beyond. Yep. And uh, but we start to see that uh, little girl Katie is. Um, starting to become more reliant on the doll and becoming almost like violent when she's taken yeah, away from it. She she's grown an unhealthy attachment to it, and so yeah, they kind of uh, they kind of they kind of toe the line between uh, being like oh, or, or some people more dependent on technology. And, you know, there's there's you know life lessons along the way and learning yeah. and stuff like that. But uh, all at the same time, being wrapped 
around this kind of horror comedy. Yeah. And that's something I do want to talk about because the movie was surprisingly funny. It did have a lot of comedic moments. It was... Uh, it if I had to describe the tone of this movie, is yeah, it's a it's a horror movie, but it's 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 really fun. Yeah, it's definitely a fun movie. You, right off the bat, you could tell it's going to be fun because like the opening frames uh, before the parents are bickering, they have a commercial for their pet doll. Yeah, uh, their pet dog thing, and it's actually really funny. Like you know, it yep. jumps out. It looks like at first I thought it was an actual commercial. Um, that, that they snuck into the movies. Like, Jesus, we like, can't get away from commercials now? But, uh, but no, it was an actual, it was, it was, it was how the movie began. And yeah. I was like, and the, the commercial's fun, and it's bright, and it's, uh, it's colorful, and it, yep. you know, moves along at a fun pace, but it also has this weird, dark edge to it. And that's kind of how I would describe the movie. Like, it's definitely funny, um, at the same time that it's being, uh, you know, dark violent. and violent. Yeah. Um, I would say the only drawback I'd have this movie because this is a really fun movie. I really yeah. liked it. I, I um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the only drawback I would have is uh, the first twenty minutes after we have the after we have that that fun commercial. Yeah. Um, for about twenty minutes, the movie isn't as fun. It, you know, because it got set everything up, so yeah. there's not a lot of jokes. You know, there's not you know there's hardly any unless you want to count like a face blowing up, which is yeah. kind of yeah, funny. It's a little funny, but uh, yeah, they they kind of just all right. We're gonna set this up, and we got to kind of introduce all of the uh, the problems that are going to be uh, taking up most of the movie. Yeah, they they had to sh- set up all the checkoff guns, and so that's the only part of the movie that I th- I can't say drag, but after that opening of the the hilarious uh toy commercial yeah i was like man you started off so high energy and you kind of took a step back but they did pick it back up they did they regain did. the energy yep and uh it, i'm not gonna tell you guys how it ended uh but oh, i am <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh it, it i i there was a satisfying payoff and uh and uh yeah room for a sequel um, so yeah, the, I, I'm definitely, this is going to be super duper spoiler, so oh, yeah. if you have no plans on seeing Megan, just continue listening all the way through. If you're like, maybe I'll go see it, um, then, then don't listen to this anymore, or at least skip ahead to, uh, 1432, because that's when we're going to stop talking about it. Uh, I'm guessing, I have no uh, idea. We don't know. Yeah, we, we, we don't know. If 14, for all you know, 1432 is the exact moment where we tell you the ending. Because I'm taking so much time, uh, building it up. But anyway, here's the spoiler alert. Don't listen to this if you haven't seen the movie and you want to. Are you gone? You still here? It doesn't matter. <laughs> so, and this is going to be a very light spoiler, or not light, yeah. but I'm not going to go too much into it, but I will say that uh, it kind of goes to show how much a movie is working. This this almost 80s-ish, I feel that this movie was. Uh, yeah, yep, I, I got also like a little bit of a Step, Stepford Wives... Well, uh, I, the reason I say it's 80s ish is because it definitely talks about um, a main theme of the movie, which is like an over reliance on technology and yeah. confronting problems instead of letting it distract you mm-hmm. or just trying to, to put too much on distractions. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, 
like while you're having these life lessons about maybe we rely too much on technology maybe i shouldn't uh distract myself and confront what i'm feeling it also ends with a giant robot battle and i'm yeah, like yeah, yeah. Th th like okay this is good this is what i want to see from movies uh, i'm not that that's a spoiler i'm not gonna go too much into yeah. it but um like i want to see more of this blending of wow this is uh this is really fun but at the same time you know it's not it's not just fun for fun's sake it's yeah. not awesome for the sake of being awesome like it actually has a story to tell it's just doing it in the best way possible and it's not like it fun it, it there are scenes that are somber there are scenes that are fun there are scenes that are scenes that are scary yeah like it it does the see none of the tone of the scenes were out of place mm-hmm I was gonna say that, um, that, I'm glad you mentioned it, like, I was surprised that the scenes that were supposed to be intimidating and scary were actually kind of scary. Like, yep. there were moments where I was like, wow, that that's, that's very effective, I like that, I like yep. the way they did this. Um, and it also is, uh, I feel there's a really good trend going on in movies in 2023. 2023 might be the year for movies to make a good bounce back. Well, now that you said that, it won't be. I know. I let it out into the universe. But uh, even though it was 2022, um, <laughs> uh, I saw Puss in Boots, uh, The Last Wish, yeah. and this came, that came out like only a couple weeks before this yeah. movie. And that was a fantastic yeah. film Both as well. of these movies, I mean, I like Puss in Boots a lot more, but both of these movies were good. And uh, I mean, I loved Puss in Boots. I saw it five times in the theaters. Uh, Damn. Yeah, it's my record for the most movie, the most times I've seen a movie in the theaters uh, is Puss in Boots. And I'm not, I'm not saying I'm done yet, I'm just saying that <laughs> it holds the record. But uh, but both of them kind of took the, a, a premise which is mostly simple and just like, alright, let, let's explore this and let's be, you know, fun. Let's yeah. be colorful. Let's be, you know, bright. You know, let's actually, uh, let's actually have, let the audience enjoy themselves as opposed to like some of the crap that we've been seeing recently. Yeah, it, for for a very long time, it's just been these bleak, uh, yeah, downtrodden, you know, movies about someone struggling just to get by. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Enough of us are already living that. Like, I don't want to see. I don't want to be. I don't want everything to be bleak and gray and muted colors. Yeah. You know. Uh, which actually, I was getting worried after that bright opening of the movie. The they had. Like the girl in the back seat of the car, and it was a snowstorm, and it was bleak and gray, yeah. and I was like, "Oh no, don't tell me that this is gonna be one of, one of those." And then, yeah. nope, nope, they 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 did it for about three minutes, and then it was like, "All right, we killed off the bleak characters," um, and that, that that's that. Now we can enjoy ourselves. All right, so here's a topic uh, about the uh, the intro. I kind of that we kind of touched on, but I kind of want to expand a little bit more on Okay. Uh, the concept of uh, what I call Millennial Face. Okay, yes, yes, go ahead. So the this uh, the opening intro, uh, the, the two parents have what I call Millennial Face, and Millennial Face is where actors pretend to be Millennials, uh, and they're just bickering and incompetent. They're, they're portraying Millennials in a stereotypical and negative light. Yeah, which... Uh, uh, yeah, I it doesn't really bother me so much as it does just makes it look. Uh, what's the? It fascinates it, me. Yeah, like it's 
Yeah. Then again, are, then again, are we even the the demographic uh, of the of that type of millennial they're talking? They're uh, they're imitating. Well, I, I like to think that um, I did read some uh, trivia after yeah. uh, after after we saw this, um, and they were they they kind of toned down some of the darker uh, stuff because I think it was supposed to be an R-rated yeah, movie originally. But they, but they were like, you know what? This is just so on the borderline. Let's shoot for PG-13 and get a younger audience in. Yeah. And, uh, I do think that, like, that, with that in mindset, uh, 13-year-olds going to see this movie, they're like, yeah, yeah, these old people, they don't know what they're yeah. doing. They're completely useless. They don't know how to put chains on tires and things like that. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, it was definitely like, because you mentioned it, um, uh, you, you talked about it before, uh, and it is definitely... Like almost unavoidable to kind of look at them like, okay, there's two miserable people who don't know yeah. what the hell they're doing riding around in a snowstorm and making bad decisions. I'm yeah. like, is this what Hollywood thinks that millennials are like? Is that, is that what they think? Like, oh, they're incompetent, they're stupid, they bicker all the time, and now they're dead. Like, <laughs> that's what they is. Is that what Hollywood thinks of the millennials? Ah, uh, it's it's at least what the writer thought of millennials. And it's weird because. Actually, I don't know who the writer was. Neither um, I. I know the story was by James Wan. Um, okay. And he's... Uh, I, I give this guy a stamp of approval because I don't think I've... I haven't seen everything that he's made. Yeah. But he has definitely made a lot of movies I really like. Uh, what are some of the other ones? Saw. Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, I think he actually wrote and directed it. And same thing with uh, uh, The Invisible Man. That, that was good as well. I thought that was a really good. I thought that was a very good movie. Yep. And um, he, I think he also wrote and directed that one too. This one was just a story idea where he was like, "All right, I saw Chucky, yeah, and uh, I thought, why not us? Why can't we do a Chucky?" And uh, I, th this might be a controversial statement, but I think I like this movie better than the the latest Chucky that came out. Hmm, I. That's tough because they were both doing very similar, uh, similar ideas where the doll doesn't start. <laughs> They're yeah. both about killer robot dolls. Yeah, like that. There's that. Um, and uh, Chucky's Chucky the doll. He, you know, and much like Megan, they they don't yeah. start off evil. It's something that they learn by yep. interacting with humans. And which I thought was like a really cool idea because I actually liked the the most recent uh, Child's Play not as much as the originals, but I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it, it was a good. Don't get me wrong, it was a very good movie. But I think this movie took more advantage of the 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 robotic aspect because um, this is light spoilers, which is probably fourteen minutes now. Yeah. Um, but uh, it became clear that uh, Megan could like tap into. Uh, cloud or you know all these like cloud-based things or like Alexas and things like that and she could kind of control them or manipulate them to her yeah. will and I'm like ah you know they 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 flirted with that in the new child's play with all these you know new good guy toy lines and he yeah. had control of them and they were running amok but because of the budget there was only like five of them walking around so it really wasn't the big battle you wanted to see so yeah so she did the uh, the Terminator Three thing, where she could kind of control the machines. Yep. And, Only they did it well. And, and we were also discussing this, uh, you know, during the movie as well. That this should have been uh, either this should have been like either what Terminator Three should have been, or uh, a prequel to Terminator Two. Like the company 
should have been the company made making these movies should have been or making these uh uh, robots should have been Cyberdyne. Yeah, that would have been awesome if it turns out that this universe was connected to that one. Like, ah, I see how one thing led to another. Yeah, like Sarah Connor, uh, she stopped- the She blows up a toy store. <laughs> That's a little bit different now. Turtle Dove. I was gonna say, like, <laughs> she, she starts off with this toy store, but then she doesn't know where all of them have been shipped to, so she blows yeah. up Duncan's toy chest and- <laughs> She's the reason that Toys R Us is no longer around. Uh, they find these two charred uh, skeletons in these houses, and in the uh, <laughs> in these uh, uh, these elf houses. I. <laughs> well, she got the wet bandits at least. Sticky bandits, sir. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That you're right. The sticky bandits. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's definitely like there. Um, <laughs> there is one aspect of this movie I do want to talk about, but yeah. I think we should explore this uh, Terminator thing. Yeah, you know what. No, we always explore Terminator stuff. Of course. I, uh, this can kind of work in conjunction maybe with it, but uh, there was one thing that I remember us talking about uh, later on uh, was... How do I put this delicately? Uh-huh. Um, once the, once the, the corporation or the company sees, like, how much money they're making from... Like kids to get these 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 dolls. Yeah. Like ten thousand dollars a pop. That. <laughs> yeah, that's what they said in the movie. That are spoiler. Uh, that are uh, <laughs> that are you know, basically lifelike simulations of people. Yeah. Like, how long until they make adult-sized ones for adults? Yeah. Adult uh, uh, entertainment. And, yeah. Like, uh, my uh, truthfully, I think that would have come out before the uh, the child one. <laughs> Like, now it might explain why why Arnold has a dong in Terminator 2. <laughs> well, he, he's an infiltration unit. Oh, and I guess Terminator 1. I, I We saw it in Terminator 1. I didn't. Oh, yeah. Don't worry. I'll pause it for you next time look, it comes I, on. I only saw... There's I, some bouncing. <laughs> look, I always saw that movie in uh, standard definition back in oh, the Oh, you gotta back see in, in high definition. I don't need high definition. You wanna see Mr. Universe. <laughs> <laughs> and Arnold. Yeah, and... <laughs> um, when I saw... We watched that movie at the South Pole. When that scene came on, everyone's like, Oh, that's Arnold's dick! And I was like, Oh, we're watching the Blu-ray one. That, that makes sense. Yep. <laughs> There's also something else that I kind of wanted to mention. Like, yeah. you know, we can get into... Uh, we can get into the the real doll version of it, yeah. Um, if we want to, but we know it's going to happen. That is, I, I think a robotic sex doll is more of an inevitability than the uh, doomsday scenario with AI. Actually, I think it'd be kind of interesting if they make if they do make a sequel to Megan, where it's about like you know the like in the movie there's there's industrial espionage, yeah, and. Um, the guy, like, you know, successfully gets it to, uh... We don't, we don't know. Oh, I guess that's right, he just downloads it to a certain file. Yeah, he we was, don't know if he got it to yeah, somewhere he, else. he said he was just doing it for the, for the kicks. Well, there was a, again, according to the trivia, there was, like, a, an implication that, um... The reason the, the other toy companies made, like, a cheaper knockoff version of the pets... Yeah. ...is because he provided them that information. Yeah, I, I kind of assumed that. So, um, he was probably gonna do that, and he might have. It might have been a Pod People or, uh, um, Little Shop of Horror scenario where, like, Megans are gonna grow exponentially yeah. no matter what. But, uh, I like this... If there is a sequel, I'd like to think that it's this company that, uh, he sold it to, and... Um, 
they make a sex doll instead of a, you know, they, they see the, the, the absolute, like, ah, oh, the kids doll thing just kind of yeah. fizzled out. But let's make a sex doll, and the sex doll becomes self-aware. Yeah. And so now there's a now there's a sex doll running around that, that people have to stop. It's like a robotic reverse uh, Jack the Ripper. <laughs> um, now, I know it would be, the most obvious thing would be, you know, a girl sex doll. Well, but yeah. if it's a guy sex doll, if it isn't Arnold, it has a weapon at the ready. <laughs> He has a cudgel. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's they would have to make it R-rated at this point. Oh, yeah. But actually, you know, oh, the brain's firing here, Britain. I got, uh, uh, I got ideas. You, 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 you say, say. So, um, there's a proto. There's a couple prototypes they make, and they both kind of go crazy. Yeah. Uh, they they both get their or not even crazy. They do the they follow their their. Input function, to func function, yeah, function <laughs> to the logical conclusion and start becoming, uh, you know, killers and everything. But the guy doll and the girl doll, yeah, they get together and uh, they they end up falling in love with each other. I don't want, uh, no, I don't want that. I want there to there the guy doll and the girl doll hate each other and they're fighting and they can only the only way they know how to fight is through fucking. Hmm. So hate fucking. Yeah. Not only no fuck fighting. Oh, uh, that would be kind of fun, like... Like, how would they... I, I guess uh, this might go beyond R-rated now. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's fair. We don't want to go too much. I was thinking more of a gatekeeper, uh, keymaster scenario. I, I was thinking more of that deleted scene from Kung Pao. Oh, yeah, with Little Willy? Yeah. Like, we'll explore both our ideas. I just want to... Yeah, we'll start with the fuck fighting, because I think that's right. shorter. <laughs> uh, so, he... Uh, of course, the 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 guy would have to have some kind of like the dick works as almost a third limb. Okay, yeah, of like course. He, like if he's tied up, he can uh, use it to like open a drawer and get scissors to help him out. Like, and he uses for a weapon if he wants to. Yeah. Like, I imagine it's almost uh, it's almost like the T eight hundred versus the TX, and yeah. again, Terminator three. Like, he he. <laughs> punches her and like the snatch grabs his arm and like rips it off and, <laughs> and then and then uh, she has a third arm yeah and uh, now she now she has the advantage yep. uh, but um, <laughs> but like uh, I, I can't even think of anything else like I, I want him uh, meanwhile he you know he, he escapes and uh, swings from the rafters on his <laughs> it's like a, it's like the Indiana Jones whip yeah and he's just like <laughs> I, I'll give you one better. I want to say it's Batman's hookshot. <laughs> Wait, that's Star Wars also. <laughs> like, you know, he like he just it get it, it gets erect and then <laughs> and then he he pulls himself up crotch first. I imagine that he's like she throws him off a balcony and he he inflates his testicles to land uh for like, you know, like <laughs> And then he just gets back up and joins the fight. And this is all happening in the middle of like a public street, you know, it goes everywhere. This is- this is com this is kind of like becoming a Inspector Gadget porno. <laughs> like, um... He needs to slow the- the girl down, so he puts some- some sticky substance down that, uh... He sprays sticky substance <laughs> that gets her feet caught, you know. And, uh... And she trips. And, uh, you know... She sees what it is, and she licks it up. 
She's just programmed to. Look, these people, these, these aren't people. These are robots, <laughs> and they're depraved. <laughs> they're the basest robots in the world. Yeah, and it ends with uh, with two Cleveland steamer blasts. That <laughs> <laughs> they're like Hadoukens. <laughs> and like it's just pieces of them lying everywhere and <laughs> I, I imagine it's like a almost a kamehameha and, and then it just gets bright and everyone kind of like dissolves <laughs> so I don't want to go any further with this we, yeah, we've reached our, our yeah, limit I, I, like yeah, yeah if we go any further it's gonna get bad um so now I want to explore my idea where uh, they they meet and fall in love and since I've cleverly put the foreshadowing in that there is, uh, um, fluids that can come out of them. Yeah. Um, he gets her pregnant. Uh, oh. I, I, uh. I, like, they, they make, they, they make robot love and he gets her pregnant and now it's a, like, what happens? Like, and now, now it's a big moral quandary. There's a lot, of, now there's a lot of, a lot of s details that can come in, like, this is going to be a AI child that an AI program that was not created by man. Oh, not only that, uh, since they are one self-aware and two able to reproduce, are they now technically alive? Hmm. Because those are like the uh, the criteria. Like as long as they pass the Turing test. Yeah. And. I, now, but I imagine that it becomes a, like, they have to go into hiding because, of course, the government wants this baby. Well, yeah. And, um, and so they have to, like, live off the grid, which is tough when you are the grid. Oh, yeah. And, uh, they're, they're going from town to town, place to place, and, uh, and of course, at the same time, they're just sex robots, so yeah. they, they don't dress. Uh, uh, they, they might dress. French made. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they'll, they'll look out of place, like the, like the, uh... Yeah, she's a French maid, and he's a, a uh, construction worker from <laughs> uh, from uh, the village people. And, <laughs> and yeah, they, it's just from town until eventually they like they find their own like little area to give birth, and yeah, uh, yeah. That, but they they look they they do know how to make money though. <laughs> no, the, the money's not the problem. Yeah, no, I guess not. Yeah, I guess they don't need to eat. Yeah, they don't need- the only thing that would be a problem is a power source. Yeah, and, uh, they, like, they just bend over and- <laughs> and plug each other in every now and again. <laughs> and then they recharge themselves. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm- I'm almost borderline fascinated to, like, because I imagine after a child's, you know, born, like, they get- <laughs> now the sex robots get destroyed yeah. in the process, and now the child has to, like, survive on its own, not knowing what exactly it is. Yeah, and I, I imagine it it's almost born much like the, uh, the daughter in Dune. Like, she is already intelligent, you know, super intelligent. And since there's a, I guess a, maybe, some sort of genetic compound to it where it can grow and gestate in the womb and everything, it keeps growing as from a child to a person, yeah. you know, sorry, robot, um, but... It doesn't know when to stop, so <laughs> because there's the, that's not been programmed into yeah. it. So now it is just a like seventy foot tall person robot just walking around trying to fit in and having sex with buildings. Yeah, <laughs> and wow, 
it, it's fascinating because now you're rooting for the military to destroy it because it'll become bigger than the planet yeah. if we don't stop it. Huh. Where where would it get its mass from then? Um, Probably the air. Yes, air. I was going to say nanobots that are self-replicating. Uh, I, I, I would imagine that uh, you're, you're going to have to indulge me. Uh, Here we go. But, uh, it's a redshift. No, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, I imagine uh, the robot grows from extracting carbon from the air. Okay. And using it to make uh, carbon fiber. Okay. Is that it? That's it. Okay. So it just is basically stealing all the carbon in our atmosphere, which at first seems like a good idea. Yeah. But then it becomes a very bad idea. The trees start wilting and yeah. dying and... Uh, and this thing's just growing larger and larger and larger. Like eventually, it just gets—it gets so big it can't move anymore, and it has these automata that do its biddings for it. But it's like this looming structure. Eventually, like it has its own robot city built around it. <laughs> hmm. Now, it, there is the the city from its uh, like its personal automata that's like growing outward. Yeah. Because then I just imagine like well, this is kind of terrifying but like are they going to keep on growing too and uh, it, uh, they, they'll know they're 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 all the same being hmm like this city that's growing out is it's... almost like a blight <laughs> oh so it's almost like it's like a virus of the earth on the earth yeah kind of hmm and the cities start like you know and, and just taking all the carbon away from regular yeah. carbon based individuals yep kids are crying they can't draw with their pencils yeah like it's just it's tough uh and it becomes a desert wasteland. Like, you flash forward 2,000 years, all yeah. life is dead, except for, like, the machines. Actually, the machines can't- don't have carbon anymore, it's done. Uh, I don't know, I think there's enough carbon on the planet to cover it. Okay, so, like, 2,000 years later, um, some alien from another planet, they come by and they land on what once was Earth and is now just... a just... all... Oh, just robotic cities that are now inert because they died without carbon in to have. Yeah. Um, and in the dead center of all this is a giant statue that extends, uh, from their point of view, a statue that extends like beyond the atmosphere of the earth and yeah. into space like by a lot. Like if it was a tennis ball, it'd be like a Lego on a tennis ball. Yeah. I, I, I want to say if they, when the aliens come in, uh, they, they discover, uh, they do see the big giant uh, uh, robot that kept growing and eventually stopped, but they also see a bunch of tiny robots stacked on top of each other like ants mm -hmm. trying to reach the moon. Hmm. But they, they just couldn't. I imagine they land like, all right, set the carbon engines down. <laughs> and as soon as they as soon as they land, they're like, ah, oh, this place is desolate. You know, they're doing readings and all of a sudden, bleep, 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 the carbon is like, be, they're taking the carbon from whatever like this engine's burning and now the robots are being reactivated one at a time or or better yet uh the, it, it's uh like this movie's set like maybe in the distant future yeah and uh these this group comes back from a space expedition okay and they they come out and they're confused and they they exhale and the exhalation yep <laughs> What's going on? What's going on? I, I imagine it, it, it's discovered by accident. Like, one of, someone gets too close and breathes on the robot, and then lights come on real quick, and then, you know, uh, mm. and, and eventually, uh, 
you know, just them being there, uh, you know, it turns him back on. And, uh, n- and now, hmm. now that the robe, now that there's, uh, the robots are back on and there's a spaceship here. They try to get to the moon. They try to get to the moon. I was actually going to go another route. Like, yeah, they can go to the moon. Um, but, uh, if they want to, I really don't care what the robots do. <laughs> but now the, uh, like, this is obviously Megan 3 we're talking about. Yeah. Um, now the uh, returning crew will say 12, just so as, like, a lot of people. Sure. Um, this returning crew of 12 is running around and they're trying to avoid the robots who want to harvest their carbon. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to escape that when the entire planet is all the same robotic being. Yeah, there there might... Every... The entire surface of the planet at least has a nanometer, you know, a nano... Like a... Or a micrometer of carbon on it, just so each point of the Earth is connected to itself. Mm-hmm. And, like, they can't hide anywhere. No. And, like, it's, it's terrifying. It's like they are living on, like, day-to-day, you know, surviving as much as they can yep. uh, while they're slowly getting weaker from carbon deprivation and uh, the well, they 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 decide to get back in their spacesuits so that it uh, kind of contains their their so they can be invisible for a bit yeah and uh, it kind of works uh, like they you know the they don't see their carbon anymore but they they still have like heat signatures and stuff like that it's kind of because the a little bit because the, the, those suits are also very well insulated. So how do they? How do they survive? How do they beat the robots? Uh, do they? Do they travel like miles and thousands of miles up into this? Uh, like climbing up this this infinitely? Oh, well not infinitely, but this this huge massive robot to try to get its juicy brain or something. Yeah, we, we, they would have... You, we can't have a giant robot and not have them go inside the yeah. giant robot. That's where the climax takes place and they're trying to destroy like the main CPU or something yeah. in the middle. I, I know, one of the guy has like a pacemaker that they, they retrofit to like make into an EMP. Like, it'll kill you, Steven, but you'll save literally the entire world. Hmm. And, but as they're up there, like, of course, everything, you know, like, there's, there's safeguards that are activated or deactivated that, you know, while they're inside it, that's trying, like, the, the inside of the robot's trying to kill them. Yeah. As they are trying to scale the inside of the robot. Yeah. Yep. And, to, uh. To the robot, he, they are the virus. Not, not only that, to the robot, yeah, yeah, that's a, that's good, good analogy. And, uh, also, I imagine the, uh, the surface of the Earth is also looks vastly different. Not just because of the carbon, because, you know, thousands of miles have been strip mined. Hmm. It'd be interesting if, as the, uh, as the, um, the the, the people are coming back from the uh, space, you know, mission and everything, um, like, you imagine that the statue is just standing with, like, its arms, you know, heroically on its hips or something. Yeah. But no, I imagine it's reaching for the moon yep. and almost getting there. It's that big? I imagine... Uh, I imagine it's huge, yeah. Like I said, a Lego on a... A Lego on a tennis ball kind of size. Okay, well... Uh, I don't know if it would... It's not gonna get close enough, but... Like, maybe if it had a little bit more time and energy, it could have reached it. Uh, uh it, uh, it, uh, uh sure. 
<laughs> if the ants can stand on top of each other to reach the moon, then it can yeah. reach out trying to grab it. I'm just saying, the it's a long distance to the moon. That I know that, but I imagine that in my head <laughs> that the robot that could grab the moon could hold it in the palm of its hand. That's insane. That yeah. is <laughs> that, terrifying. That's scary. Yeah. <laughs> that is the robot that they go inside. Uh, that's Galactus. That's <laughs> that's all that is. We just remade Galactus the hard way. Yeah. Are you paying attention to MCU? This is how you do it. You make Megan 2, <laughs> and you make ro sex robots, and they fuck, and they have a kid, and then we make this happen. Yeah. That's easy. Why aren't people thinking of... <laughs> I, 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 like, I think this is the most logical conclusion that this, that, uh, the MCU can come to with Galactus. Like, you're gonna have Galactus just be, like, uh, some, some alien? Yeah. We, we've seen aliens. Yeah. That's stupid. Yeah. Oh, I'm a big guy who has to eat planets, but I don't want to eat planets. Oh, this is so sad. Oh. Oh, no, war is Galactus. I'm so misunderstood. No. Have it be the child of sex robots. Yeah. Self-aware sex robots that grow so massive because of the carbon in the atmosphere. And causes all Earth to go extinct. And, this is a hero. And let's not let's not ignore one thing that if it does get big enough that it could hold the moon in its hand, yeah. it would make sense that it's traveling around looking for planets to eat the carbon. Yeah, because it needs more carbon. Yeah. <laughs> Are you listening, uh, Kevin uh, Feige, whatever his name is? Like, this is how you make Galactus. I can think of no other way. Uh, the the I imagine what's happening is uh, I imagine the the uh, the giant robot eventually kind of broke off from Earth and is yeah just kind of in orbit and is just shut down, waiting for the amount of time for the sun's core to start changing into carbon, <laughs> and then takes a takes a nosedive. And once that happens, then it becomes even bigger and more powerful. Why do we always end our stories with the villains <laughs> taking over a star? I'm noticing this trend a lot. Because we are both, uh, we like, we, we like big concepts. Yeah. And there's nothing big, like, think about like, maybe it's something childish in our mind, like, yeah, man, I'd like to see a bad guy fight the sun. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it seems like such a ridiculous thing, but now that we're adults, we're thinking, how can we make a villain fight the sun? And we'll make a villain fight the sun. <laughs> Several times, because, um, you probably don't know this, folks, but, uh, we just, today, this is gonna give a good, uh, yeah. a good time and place of where we are, but... Today we uh, we listened to the episode for uh, Pokemon yeah. where we're talking about the Count uh, being absorbed by the sun. Yeah, and so now maybe that was on our brains when we decided to uh, have this this episode here tell you about the sun. Yeah, but th that's not the first time. I think uh, didn't we have uh, did Rocky do it? it, it I don't think it was was it Rocky or was it uh, what the hell was his name uh, who was from Third Rock? Oh, uh, Dick. Um, uh, uh, what Solomon? Yeah. What the hell is his name? John Lithgow. Oh, yeah. Was it John Lithgow we sent to the sun? I don't remember that. It's been, like, or, or was it the, the embodiment of evil that we said was John Goodman? Hmm. Not that I, we think John Goodman's the no, embodiment like John of evil, Goodman. but he just plays you know, him. I, I, don't, I don't think... You see, with the Rocky one, I think it was... Uh, I, I think it was the heart of a black hole. <laughs> something like Yeah, something like that. So, man, I'd like to go back, folks. If you if you're regular viewers, um, 
And if you are, hi, Jenny. Um, <laughs> if you're regular viewers, please tell us what episode had somebody had us sending John Lithgow to the center of the sun. If we did send him there. Wait, no, it was, yeah, it was, uh, Cliffhanger. Yeah. Cliffhanger, that's what it was. Okay. Did we send him to the- I thought he just became the internet. Oh, uh, no, no, he was absorbing- like, he was copying the universe or something like that with paintings. It was bizarre. <laughs> More bizarre than sex- sex toy Galactus. Is it? <laughs> sex toy Galactus! <laughs> I- I honestly don't know, like... Please, people, we- we- we feed off comments here. Yeah. We would love to see some comments. What's the strangest thing that we've ever talked about? Is uh, it this? It can't be this. Uh, There's no way uh, it's this. Everything's rabbits. Like, that's- that's, that's one of the there. stranger ones. That's up there, but I don't know, this is- this is kind of up there, too. I don't- Giant, giant sex giant- uh, <laughs> We might as well just have a, you know, a light year long dildo. <laughs> Uh, no, this is a complicated issue of two sex robots who have a child <laughs> and becomes a carbon-eating monster. Yep. <laughs> like- I don't know what you don't understand. Like, I- I'm looking forward to seeing how the MCU ruins Galactus now. Yeah, cause it's- like, it's not going to- uh, it's not gonna top our, uh, disgusting carbon baby. <laughs> like, honestly, it makes more sense for our Galactus to eat planets than their Galactus to eat planets. Why does he eat planets? Because he's, he's hungry? hungry. Oh, boo-hoo. <laughs> he's hungry and there's no Taco Bell around. <laughs> At least for my size. Oh, jeez. Imagine if he did find Taco Bell his size, like... He would have the runs the next day. That would be like that is how that uh, is how nebulas are made. Uh, you, you just stole it from me. <laughs> the horse I, shit nebula. <laughs> <laughs> You see, folks, we can be classy and sophisticated. <laughs> We're both intelligent individuals. Oh, man, can you imagine the scientists trying to figure out, uh, <clears throat> seeing that on the James Webb and trying to figure out what the hell, that how the hell that happened? <laughs> because they can look at it and run it through a spectro spectrometer and say, that's shit. That is a nebula full <laughs> of shit. What the hell happened? Well, I'm recanting whatever, uh, whatever belief system I had. Cause this has no place in a universe I belong to. <laughs> <laughs> no! The dog doesn't die! It's not the dog. It, uh, I know, I know. Scientist dog. Air do Air bud science. <laughs> hmm. You- you can't invoke Airbud <laughs> okay. with us not trying to figure out how to have Airbud save the world now. Alright, so hear me out. I know one part that has to stay. He's gotta wear the lab coat and he's gotta wear glasses. Yes, and he, he it's and I imagine it's like a lot of those uh, YouTube videos where people uh, you know, put a sweater over their dog and yeah. then they uh, use their hands and I, he's like mixing text <laughs> tubes. So yeah, I definitely want it to be like, I, I gotta find a, a- we gotta think of a dumb- like, the first part of any Air Bud movie yeah. is to have a- a really dumb dog-based pun based off what the movie is. Yeah. Like, Air- Air Bud Golden Retriever. Or, uh, Golden Receiver, rather. Or Air Bud Seventh Inning Fetch. Like, we, we gotta have something similar to, uh, yeah. like, Palmageddon or something like that. <laughs> that's pretty- that's pretty good, though. I think we found it. Yeah. I was- I was, like, I, I was trying to do a pun off 2001 A Space Odyssey, and that, that doesn't fit. <laughs> 2000 Fun, a... Uh, Dog Odyssey, a, no, it does 
No, no, uh, Palmageddon is... Palmageddon, yeah. I, I think that's the that's the, the highest contender. I'll, I'll still uh, mill that around in my brain yeah, for the yeah, rest there, of the show. There's definitely me thinking of other ones are here, but yeah, he's mixing test tubes and everything like that, and he's, yeah. uh, you know, he's trying to... Trying to save the world from, I'm guessing it now, an astronaut, or an, ast an asteroid. No, he, astronaut. he's fighting, uh, sex doll Galactus. Oh, you want him to be the, the hero? Yes, I the want him to save the day. Like, all the other astronauts die, he's the first, and he's the- He's on the- He's, he's on the ship. Yes, okay, okay. And like, there's a Martian colony back on Mars, and like, he's, he's, he, and he's struggling because he's used to Martian gravity. And because of Martian gravity, he's a lot tall. He's a lot bigger of a dog than he should be. <laughs> he is almost the size. Of <laughs> it's like a size of a gray wolf. He's like he's like uh, Clifford. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, they really loved him on Mars, because um, that's what made Clifford grow. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. So let's see. He comes. He he comes back to Earth, obviously, to fight. Yeah. Uh, to fight se uh, <laughs> Sex Toy Galactus. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Uh, my initial thought is he's going to reverse the process. Yeah. Because that's how all the 50s movies solved their science fiction dilemma. Yeah. Ah, oh, we reversed the process, of course! I was going to say, he builds a rival silicon robot. <laughs> Actually, I have something better. Go on. You're not going to like it. I know. I'm not going to like it. I know. But I imagine an ending very similar to the Brave Little Toaster. Oh no. <laughs> he no, jams no, himself no. into a gear and stops the robot. <laughs> oh, but it works so well it, though. It's it's a small gear so he can do it and not die, but <laughs> or maybe he just like he he's in like the mo the mother brain of like the uh, the giant robot and like it's it, it, it's it's the ro the uh you know the computer's doing its typical uh, verbose monologue, mm -hmm. and, uh, it ju and the dog pees on it and it dies. <laughs> that is, that is hell. That is such a puerile way, or uh, a juvenile way to end it. It is, but it, it's such an anti-climax. And it's like, <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> it drops his bone in front of it. <laughs> He doesn't know what he killed the planet. He doesn't know he doesn't know he just saved the world. <laughs> and then there's a ticker tape parade and everything. <laughs> and like they, they clear out a like there's still robot roads and things like that. It's yeah. gonna take a while to clear this out, but like the population's rebuilding and you know he's got a he's in a he's in a car, you oh, know, no, and there <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> And, There's only and, one place, only one direction you're going with this. And he gets a medal and everybody's happy. Okay, thank That's you. That's it. That's all, all that happens. Because whenever you pose a ticker tape parade scenario, the main character doesn't come, come back. Just remind me, I have a, a funny joke to tell you later, okay. but I'm not going to do it on the podcast. Oh, God. This is for... I, this is my for ears us. only. Yes, and uh, because people are going to be like, uh, no, no, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, how do we top that? We can't. That's it. <laughs> Episode's I, I, over. Yeah, we peaked. Uh, I mean, the next uh, next episode is going to be even better, folks. No, don't don't tell them that. <laughs> are you out of your mind? It's, like we are going to like. You thought this was insane. We're going to knock your socks off in the next one. So. Tell all your friends to watch the next episode. He's making you- he, he's a false idol. <laughs> next Do not episode. believe him. 
which will probably be <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> he speaks of lies. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, take your poison, but, uh, yeah. on that note, uh, Megan, that's what we're watching. Uh, you know, I had a lot of fun watching that movie. I, yeah, I'm gonna give it a, you know, a high, you know, a high uh, approvable. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say, uh, I wanna say the, the seven stars out of ten was, uh, the right rating. Yeah, actually, I was gonna give it seven stars, too. So, seven stars out of ten. Fun. Like, more movies should be, uh, as fun, as willing to be, f to have fun as this. Because... Yeah. Even when I watched the commercials, I was like, is this supposed to be a comedy? And yeah. I, it it was. Um, or a dark comedy, really. But, uh, like, it, it kind of uh, satisfied everything that I was hoping it would. Yep, and... It went exactly where I thought it would go at every beat, but I was happy about it because it was having such a good time doing it. Yep, same here. And, uh, I guess that's it. Um, be sure to tune in next week for the best episode we've made so far. <laughs> Tell your friends, because we want over a hundred views on it. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, but... Or, you know what? A million. Let's be our first million view episode. Uh, let's, 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 let's baby our steps. Our first billion <laughs> view episode. <laughs> trillion. Let's get to a trillion views. Uh, let's have more views than people on the planet. Like, they could watch it twice. Every person on a planet, all seven billion of them, would have to watch this several times for it to reach a trillion it views. It would probably break the internet. Yes. So that's what you that's what you can expect. Our next episode will break the internet. Oh, All right, take it easy everybody. Too low. That'll hold a little less obese.